Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Magnifying God. I'm your host, Adam Michael, and I've literally been called to just love Jesus. It's the simplicity of the gospel to love him. If he is your only, he is the only one you'll be chasing after. And if that is the case, he will be your everything. It's about being at the feet of Jesus at all times. And in that place of rest, you will find peace. You will find joy. You will more importantly find him. Because out of him flow all of those things. If you're not looking to him, if you're not yearning for him, if you're not desiring him, if you're desiring anything outside of him, unfortunately, you are pursuing the wrong thing. Don't fall in love with the created. Fall in love with the creator. The word of God is there as a means to get to him, to know him. The more you know the word of God, the more you have the ability to discern between who the voices you hear are. Are they of the Lord? Are they of his will? You do know we need to know his will. Unfortunately, there's so many Christians out there that are like, whatever the will of the Lord is, unfortunately, you need to know the will. That's in Romans. So we need to seek him. We need to search him. We need to find him. He's constantly, constantly revealing himself during the course of our day. But if we keep ourselves so busy, so bogged down by the things and thoughts of this world, we'll miss him. He's constantly calling after us. Beloved, come away with me. He just wants you to spend time with him. Time at his feet. That's where he wants you. Because what your eye looks at, you become. And if your eye is single, and it's focused on him and him alone, your whole body will be full of light. And they're able to take this gospel everywhere you go. Because in you is the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. Shining in the dark place. Illuminating and freeing those that are in bondage. That is the true fast. It's so important that we understand these simple principles. It's all about knowing him. It's not about doing the signs and the wonders. It's not about all the, all those are a byproduct of simply knowing. And in that place of knowing, you find rest. And that's what the gospel is. It's there to free you from what you were never created to be. To free you so that you're able to walk just like Adam did in the garden. There's nothing holding you back except for you. You need to let go of this life. Deny yourself. And you could pick up your cross and walk and follow him. By following him, our eyes need to be on him at all times. And we need to be 
walking that narrow path. And it is so important because the enemy is going to try whatever it takes to get you off of that. Whatever it takes to get you off of that. For instance, let's say you're working on a computer like I was. I was working on a computer about a couple days ago. And all of a sudden, my computer just started shutting down. All the, the internet was going. And all these things were happening. And I'm sitting there and I have a choice to make. Am I going to let the situation I'm in, the computer that I'm using, speak louder than the gospel? Am I going to let this situation dictate who I am, or am I going to let what Jesus did for me dictate who I am? And then next thing you know, all of this built-up kind of frustration, it's just, Lord, I thank you, and I praise you. And Father, I know that whatever you've done on the cross has freed me from this mindset, has freed me from this situation. And Father, I just bring peace, the peace that you have. You are the source of peace, and you come through us into this situation. You are the calming of the storm. I give you my life, and I thank you, Father, because you are worthy. And I'm sorry, Father, for even thinking even thinking and getting a little frustrated. I'm sorry because I lost sight of the gospel and what you've created me to be and what you've created me to live in. See, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's the king's government. And we bring down that government, those rules, down to earth. And it's so important that that's exactly what Jesus did. And it's so important that when we do this, people will see us and they'll be like, who are you? There's no way you should be reacting the way you're doing. They start seeing a change in you. They start seeing this light in you that for some reason is just different. And they want it. Because what we have is the greatest treasure of all. We have Jesus living in us. And Jesus is one with God. So we have God in us. The hope of glory. The mystery has been revealed. It's Christ in us. And it's so important that we just latch on to these simple truths. Because it's the simplicity of the gospel that frees us. You can get very theological about this, very heady. But honestly, it doesn't need to be all that. Sometimes by adding things, we're subtracting. And you, you should not be adding things to the gospel because it's so simple. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to sit in his presence and get to know him. He's crying out to his people, know me, love me, turn your hearts to me. Repent. I know why you've been created. I know your purpose. I know what I want to make of you. Just come to me and find rest. Take my yoke. It is easy. Lay your burdens to me. All the anxieties, all the fears, 
all the depression. Just give it to the Lord. He's there with open arms. He wants to just be with you. And he wants to free you. There's so many times then we actually walk into the jail and close the door. And it's enough. It's enough of that. It's enough of those thoughts. And I can't stress that enough. There's so many people living in bondage that are professing Christians. And that bondage isn't the wrong type of thinking, how the world thinks. It's like how the disciples were thinking and reacting prior to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They just didn't get it. They didn't understand. That's because they weren't really born again. Once they became born again, they believed in Jesus Christ. And then, 40 days later, boom, Holy Spirit comes down to Pentecost, and then they are changed men. They are walking in boldness. They are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing can hold them back except for themselves. And that's what we need to do right now in this time. Are we going to be reacting like all the Israelites when they saw Goliath, this giant? Or are we going to be reacting like David? Are we going to make God bigger than the situation we're in? Are we going to let that situation be bigger than God? You know, there was once a time when um, I was overcome with, with fear. This sudden, this sudden fear was really late at night, and I just felt there was something in the room. And I got a little spooked. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Father, I love you, and you're way bigger than this. And I know what your promises say in, in God's word. I know what you say. And I thank you, Father that you've won the victory. You've disarmed the rulers of this world. And Father, they are below me because I am seated with you in the heavenly places. And once I got that perspective, all of a sudden all that drifted away. And it's so easy. You know, there was once another time when I was, uh, I got a call from my wife and my daughter. She was um, having stomach issues. And I get this call and my wife is crying. And it takes a lot for my wife to cry. And she's like, you need to come. Like Natalie isn't doing well. And I drove over there, um, got out of work and I drove over there. And I was just worshiping the Lord. And I was like, thank you, Father. I know your provision. I know that you are the great physician and I'm taking you to the problem and I know you're going to take care of it. And sure enough, I get there and my daughter is as pale as can be. She is not moving. Like she is literally like not moving at all. And it almost looks like a dead corpse. It was horrible, right? But I didn't let that affect me. I didn't start crying. I was like, no, this is not right. This is the work of the enemy. I know God's will. 
and God came to bring life and life in abundance, while the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. So I walked over there, and I picked her up out of my wife's hands, and I lifted her up because she was sitting on the couch. I just picked her up in my arms, and I said, In Jesus' name, spirit of death, I command you to leave my daughter now. Body be healed. Stomach be healed right now in Jesus' name. And before my very eyes, I saw all of a sudden a change in her complexion. And she looks at me and she says, hi, daddy. And I put her down and she runs to mommy and gives her the biggest hug. And my wife's face was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And they went from tears of sorrow to tears of joy. And now I, I'm, not, I'm not a healer. I'm not, a, I'm not any of those things, but he is. And I'm taking him to that situation. I take zero credit in that. The only, the only thing that I have is faith in him and faith in his promises. And that faith is even a gift from him. So I can't even take credit for that. There's nothing I can do apart from the Lord. And anytime I share these things, I want you to know that it's not like, oh, he can do this and I can't. That's actually false. The disciples never thought that way. See, Jesus functioned in all those things. Well, if he lives in us, then we can function in all those things. And I know there are scripture verses that's saying, well, this person does this and that person does that. That's in a specific congregation at a specific time. But you have Paul saying he wants us to be just like him. And Paul was doing all of those things. And Jesus said, the same, walk as I walk. And that's how back in the day the disciples walked. Because as a disciple, when you are looking at a rabbi, you literally do everything the rabbi does. So back in Jesus' time, if the rabbi wore specific clothes, you wore those types of clothes too. If the rabbi walked backwards everywhere he went, you would walk backwards wherever you went. So when Peter saw Jesus walking on water, he knows the Jewish culture. He's like, if this is my rabbi who I am following, I know that I can do everything that he can do. And that's exactly what he did. He's like, if it is you, Lord, I will come, call me and I will come out and I will walk on the water. And sure enough, that's what happens. Peter's now walking on water just like Jesus, but... He lets the situation spook him. He gets fear looking at the storm. Because of that fear, because fear is crippling, because of that, he starts sinking. And then Jesus pulls him out and says, I just look at his smile and he's, oh, ye of little faith, Peter. Now it's all right. I've got you. And it was a learning experience. You know, Peter, he had a lot of fear prior to him 
getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, he denied Jesus three times. But Jesus didn't see that. He saw his potential. He saw what he was created for. And that's what it's about. So when you're walking in the course of your day, you are walking as Jesus walked on earth. And you're bringing the kingdom down. You're bringing the kingdom, his governance, down. It's exactly what was said in uh, the prayer that he teaches us. Like, think of that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see that? On earth as it is in heaven. So whatever heaven looks like, you're bringing that down to earth for the whole world to see just like Jesus did. And there's nothing holding you back except for you. If you give him everything, your whole life, who you are, your thoughts, all of it, say, Lord, I want to be changed. I want to look like you. I want to be like you. I want to live as you lived. Trust me, brothers and sisters, that's what will happen. The more you cry out to him in tears, on your knees, he will change you. And then there are times that he's just going to ask you to be silent. Be still and know me. Be silent before the Lord. And in that place of silence, he will change you. Just like as a son changes an ice cube laying on the pavement. The ice cube's not doing anything, but the change is happening. And let me tell you, that change is so important to the Christian walk. You will not have victory unless you yield yourself to him fully. If you're not going to yield yourself to him fully, you've got buttons on you that the enemy can push. And the gospel has freed you from all of those buttons. Your feathers will not get ruffled anymore because you don't have feathers anymore. They can't get ruffled. And then you start dictating the situation instead of the situation dictating you. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus was laughed at when he would say things about healing, like, oh, she's just sleeping, and they're laughing at him. And then next thing you know, she gets raised from the dead. Now they're not laughing anymore. See, the worldly mindset will laugh, will poke fun of things they don't know. Remember, Jesus functioned with a spiritual mind. He was spiritual-minded, while the people around him were worldly-minded. He has given us his mind, the mind of Christ. So we've been given that same mindset. We just need to access it. 
we access it through prayer, through seeking him, through God's word. And in that place of intimacy with the Father, that's where this transformation happens. The Greek word for transformation or transfiguration and transform is the same word. It's metamorpho in the Greek. Metamorpho. Metamorphosis. So think about that for a second. The transfiguration, that word, is the same word as transform. And that's what we're doing. We are literally changing our mindset. And in the process of us changing our mindset, we too are walking changed in the way we react to things. His will becomes our will. And in that place, I can tell you, there's so much freedom. I struggled with uh, depression for some time. Depression and suicidal thoughts. And I was battling and battling. And it was rough. I mean, I, I know if you are battling those things, like deep sadness and deep wounds, um, I can relate. It's, it's brutal. I, I understand that. Um, and it's because you're in the enemy's territory and you just keep getting pulverized. And he, he's got, it's like a big button that he keeps pushing and it keeps trying to bring you down. And the best uh, example I can have uh, of freedom with this is when I was, um, I was sitting in my uh, living room and I was on the couch and I was just praying to the Lord and I was reading his word and I just started getting these thoughts again about suicide, about depression and all those things. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is just, it's too much, it's too much. And, and I was a Christian at the time. And I was like, well, what am I, how am I going to get, Lord, help me. Like, Lord, I'm crying out, Lord, help me. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be this way. And then he said, Adam, it's not you that's producing those thoughts anymore. Because you're a spiritual being living in a body. You've been made new. Those aren't your thoughts. Those are the enemy's thoughts. And then through that revelation, I was like, well, wait, if those are the enemy's thoughts, I'm going to give those thoughts back to him. And I said, in Jesus' name, depression, leave. Anxiety, leave. Control, leave. Right now. Bitterness, anger, leave in Jesus' name. And when I said those things, all of a sudden, it lifted. It was amazing. All of a sudden, I felt something come out of me. And this whole weight, this spirit of heaviness just lift. And then I was free. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm crying. And I'm thanking the Lord. And I'm jumping around in tears and running around my little apartment that I had. I'm so excited. And he came to set the captives free. And that freedom exists today. Not back then, it exists today, right now. And then in that process, I still heard a little voice, but it was little now. It wasn't big. And it was coming from the outside and not the inside. I literally was imprisoned by the enemy in this area of my life. And Jesus set me free. And I pray right now that you too get set freed.
that the worldly mindset that you may have, you give it to the Lord. That's the old man. The old man is gone. It's passing away. It's buried. Keep it that way. The new man, who you've been created to be from the beginning, from the beginning, that's who you were called to be. That was your purpose, to seek him, to find him, to know him. He's not a hide-and-seek God. He is a show-and-tell God. So it's not going to take long for you to see him and experience him and experience his presence. (laughs) 